Welcome to Amplify. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Welcome, welcome. We are having some excitement over here at Voice America. All kinds of uh, technical challenges, but guess what? If you have the habit of succeeding in a mindset, you will have a show by George. So, Andrea, how are you doing? Besides, you look very dark. Well, I'm going with my... um, um what do you want to call that? Uh, dark face today. I'm, I'm off camera presently. We had a power outage. And so I had to travel to a second location last second um, and no shower. So we're, we're, we'll be on camera soon, but I may not look as pretty. But we don't have smell-o-vision, so we're going to be just fine. And we still have a really great show for everybody because no matter what, we always make things work. And I'm really excited that we were able to do this. <laughs> okay, well, I thought you were making a statement that black screens matter, and so I was going to support that with all my might. So you want to go ahead and give the bio for Steve? I want to first. Oh, let's uh, do sponsors, too. Sponsors. And, and also, uh, do you know one of our new sponsors is One Habit? So just in case you didn't know. Um, well, if that's okay with him, then that's okay with us. <laughs> uh, so we want to thank our sponsors, the Umbrella Syndicate, Voice America Influencers Channel, Perfect Publishing. We also want to thank Exploring Expression and the Red Carpet Connection. And we always want to thank Big Events USA. And who am I forgetting, Ken? Secret ah. Knock. Let's, let's go with Secret Knock. Add them in there. Well, sure. We always love everything the Secret Knock has done for us and all the people that we've met. And I know who I'm forgetting, our charity of choice, the Keep Smiling Movement. <laughs> Just them? Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, Steve, how are you doing this morning? Great, man. It's good to be here. How are you guys doing? Good. I, I hear you get to sleep in a little bit today, so congratulations on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. I appreciate that. Now, I'm, I, for me, it's uh, whenever we get these opportunities to talk to people like you, it's just go time. I'm, I'm always happy to jump on no matter where I am, what time it is in, in the part, place in the world I am, I'm happy to be here. Well, I think COVID's added a new dimension to what it is to sleep and what it is to be awake and what it is to work and produce because I, I remember finding out about One Habit, I think closer to 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. in the morning, reached out to you saying, there's no way he's going to respond to me until tomorrow. And he wrote Bray right back. Um, and then I got your email, uh, your cell phone, and we've been talking, I think, more from the 1 o'clock to 4 o'clock range than any other time in the morning. Yeah, I mean, you know, because it, uh, well, for me, I've, I've worked from home for a long, long time. Uh, when I stopped being a stockbroker back in the uh, late uh, 90s is when I started becoming a home-based business, basically, from that point on. So the, the hours are not, the reason I have my hours are really so I connect with everyone else. And what's interesting about the COVID thing is, is once again, I'm, dealing, I'm working with a lot of uh, professional speakers, a lot of professional authors, a lot of consultants, people like that. People that are creative like three in the morning sometimes. And so it's literally 24-7 now that there's always somebody out there. Because you know, I've got like 600 authors in my books right now. We have another 16 books that are in play right now that we're working on. That's another 700 authors. So 
it's it's kind of inspiring actually because I've always wanted to be in that situation where I'd, I'd see these TVs, these movies where a guy would get a guy on the phone at three in the morning and they'd work on something. I just thought that was so inspiring. And so uh, be careful what you wish for because it happens. And but it's but it's really fun. And what's really interesting, Ken, too, is some of my most a brilliant, uh, well, not to over, you know, the things that just those light bulbs that go off, it, they happen like four in the morning sometimes when I do fall asleep. Right. And also I get this idea and I immediately, you know, run to the computer and like there's this, I found this, I found a spreadsheet program that um, I use a lot of processes to, to organize all this stuff. Otherwise I'd be all over the place. And I just figured out a process to make what I'm doing right now even better. That happened like two days ago. And so uh, once again, I mean, I think it's amazing to be in a position where we are right now, where where time is 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 really on our side. We we can do what we want with time, whereas mm-hmm. we were kind of controlled by time before. People had to wait two hours to be in a car to drive to work, right, to and from, and they had to be somewhere at a certain time, which is so arbitrary because there's nothing other than them being there that was important to that particular job. That's now cool. we, now it's game time when it's game time, you know. Very true. Very true. So uh, we want to give a shout out to how we met, which would be the illustrious Dr. Greg S. Reed from Secret Knock. That's right. And yeah. He, without him, I don't know if we are in this conversation right now. That's absolutely right. As a matter of fact, um, we were at the same event. It must have been, it must have been three years ago. And uh, for people that don't know, Secret Knock is a very amazing event. It's probably, uh, I think it's around 300 people that are, you have to be invited to go there, first of all. And Forbes Magazine has called it one of the top events, live events to attend for many years in a row. And um, I was sitting at, uh, I was sitting back there because I was helping Greg. I was doing the big video walls in the background. And of course, you were taking pictures of everybody. And it was just, it was super interesting because that uh, as I'm listening to people like Frank Shankowitz, who started the Make-A-Wish Foundation, and Ron Klein, who invented the magnetic strip on the back of your credit card, and the people, the guy that started the UPS stores, the guy who started Chuck E. Cheese, uh, the guy that, that created Pictionary, I was looking at these people and I'm going, what was the thing that made these people different? Mm-hmm. What, what is it? Why are they different than me? Are they smarter than me? Do they work harder than me? Are they luckier than me? And I'd go back and forth on this. And this is where the whole idea of One Habit came from, actually. As I'm watching that, I start thinking to myself, you know what? I think it's not those things. I think it's the things they do on a habitual basis, their habits. I think if I had the same habits they had, I think I'd be as, as successful as them. And so, you know that big book signing they did, Ken? Remember that? Where there were yeah, I remember tables? it. Yep. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and they have big stacks of books and are signing to all the, uh, to the attendees, right? So, I was with my camera person. I said, listen, I got an idea. I want to ask them all each a question. I want to, because I want to, I want to, I want to dig into this idea of habits that I had in my head at that very moment. And by the way, I think it's very inspiring uh, when we get an idea, when we get an idea in our head, an inspiration, and a hunch or something to take advantage of it. Because you know how often, you know, how many people do you know that probably had brilliant, brilliant ideas, but just let it go in one ear and out the other? Happens all the time, right? Right. And one thing I pride myself on is, is to take action. And I take action on these things. So I said to her, let's ask her, let's ask each of them a question. So I walked up to him. I said, quick question. And I had the camera on them. If you could instantly instill in a child one habit, what would it be and why? And what surprised me was two things surprised me. Number one, every single one of these high achievers, super high achievers, absolutely knew what the habit was that they pass on. Hmm. 100% knew what it was. But number two, the other thing that really surprised me, 
they were super, super passionate about the habit. And that's the thing that really got the gears turning in my head. And that was, that was two years before the book came out. I didn't know what to do with this once I found this information. Do I do a, a bunch of videos on this? Do I release the videos? I didn't know where to go with it, basically. So that, that was the, really the, that was the spark that lit the fire. Very cool. Now, uh, tell us about your childhood. I mean, your parents, were they habitual and they taught you how to work hard, um, do things differently? Well, I grew up in the Midwest, Highland, Indiana. And we grew up in a small town. It was, it was a small town. It was literally, I, I don't think there was a Mercedes in the entire town. If there was, I know there, there was only one portion of the whole town. <clears throat> it was a decent sized town. Everybody worked at the steel mill or the cement plant. You know, my, my dad came home covered in cement every day for, for 40 years, you know, from before the time I was born. Um, but it was interesting. So my dad was, as, as I was a child, would buy these 78 records of like Zig Ziglar, um, um, Nor Norman Vincent Peale, mm -hmm. Cavett Roberts, uh, Jim Rohn, um, the great Nina. Earl Nightingale, and, and, and even and, and, and Nito Quibbe, and people like this. And so he'd buy these 78 records, and he'd, he'd feel good about himself because he bought them, you know? And he was, he was like, I bought some motivation. These are all motivational, by the way. These are motivational speakers. And back then, it was literally, it was not instruction-based. It was literally motivation. They just got you, they got you pumped up and excited, right? Uh, Earl Nightingale, The Strangest Secret, Acres of Diamonds. Just, those are good stories, but most of them were just, yeah. And so, dad would bring them home, wouldn't even open them. I would, I would open them as like a six, seven-year-old and put them on the record player in my room. And sometimes go to bed listening to Earl, Earl Nightingale's Acres of Diamonds or The Strangest Secret, or listening to Zig or Cavett Roberts or these other great speakers. So they weren't, they weren't somebody I went to um, for motivation as, a, as, a, as, an, as I got older, they were just imprinted in my subconscious of who I was. I just loved those voices. I loved the stories they told, not realizing that I was becoming inspired and, and learning from them. Hmm. And so, uh, from there, where'd you go? What, school? What, what was it like to be you as a child beyond that that caused you to be who you are today? Well, the biggest thing that, um, the biggest thing that was a big change for me is that uh, the summer of my senior year, when I was finally cool, I thought, you know, I finally had, we had a bunch of friends I hung out with, and I was, do, I was just really loving my life. The summer before senior year, my dad said, we're going to Florida. Now, the one good thing about him working these incredibly hard jobs for hours and hours and hours and for 40 years is he got like six weeks of vacation a year. So we would always every year drive to uh, Kissimmee, Florida and go to Disney World. Every summer we did that. <clears throat> so we're, we decided, okay, we're going to go. And he said, by the way, we're not coming back. I'm like, what? You know, what are you talking? So, because he's like, I'm retiring. We're buying a house in Kissimmee, Florida, right by Disney World, and we're moving. This is the summer before I'm senior year. The summer before the coolest year of my life, right? And I was kind of as a kid, I was I was a little, little bit quiet, very much an introvert, because I grew up with the kids that that were around me since I was you know since I was in kindergarten, right? So it wasn't like I had to go out and make new friends. And so we moved we moved to Kissimmee, Florida. And this brand new school, when school starts, as a senior, not knowing anybody, and I had this homeroom teacher right before, um, right before lunch. His name was, was Mr. Her. And I was telling him about how I was new and stuff like this. And he goes, listen, you, you've got something, you have an amazing gift. I'm like, what's that? And he goes, no one knows you. There's no preconceived notions of who you are. You're the one kid in this high school that can determine who he's going to be. And I followed him, Mr. Her's advice. I became more of an extrovert. 
I decided what my path was going to be. And because I wasn't entrenched in, in 16 years, 17 years of people knowing me, I could go on any journey I wanted to. And that was a game changer for my life. It allowed me to realize and actually become who I wanted to be. So did you have a, a preconceived notion that this would be a path? Is this the journey? No, you, you know, it's, it's interesting. Not, not really. No. Um, I was, a, I wanted to be a stockbroker cause I was really good at picking stocks and I became, I became a stockbroker at a very young age, but um, this wasn't really a thing. This is always something I loved. You know, I, I've always loved motivational books. I love books, by the way. And I, and I think every house should have a library. You know, I, I get it. You can have a zillion books on a, on a, um, a Kindle or, what, or read books on your iPad. I get it. But there's something about the, the texture, especially a book like this, like a book we just came out with. It's two and a half pounds. It's 820 pages. I mean, it's just, it's just amazing. And there's something just about that, that texture of the book that, that makes it, that adds to the energy of it for some reason. And how many authors do we have in the newest book? And what, uh, what number book is that? This is book number six. Um, every book's been an Amazon bestseller, num number one, new release, number one on, on bestseller list. Um, this book has 154 authors in it. There's over 300 habits in it, good habits and bad habits. It's called One Habit for Entrepreneurial Success. And of course, it's available on Amazon or at onehabit.com. You can find it there as well. This book was really um, a game changer for me. And it's because I met uh, this woman named Forms Riley. And that's a really interesting story how that came about. Do you because, tell? Yeah, well, see, I do this thing. On Facebook, remember, you know, most, a lot of people have like 5,000 friends, right? But you don't know any of them. And your newsfeed is always filled with all these strangers. But you friended them, so you, so you feel compelled to read the stuff that they put on there. Well, I decided to create something. It's about, it's about four sentences. It's an introduction. It's like a 30-second cold call, okay? Mm -hmm. And what I do is I basically, when I see a stranger on my, on my Facebook news feed, I copy and I paste and I direct message this four sentences. And in essence, it says, you know, you know I have a question for you. I published a best-selling one-habit book series. Our last six books were... Uh, last five books were number one bestsellers. I want to reach out because I'm looking for brilliant voices to contribute to our upcoming books. People have more time than ever. And now this might be a great way for you to use some of that time. If it's something you're interested in, please let me know and check this out. And I give them a link to go to contribute. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, I saw Forbes Riley and I can, I, I sent her my cold call, my 30 second cold call. And she wrote back to me, she, let's do a phone call. This is interesting. So most times if somebody, and I say this all the time, if somebody on Facebook said, let's do a call, most people just hide underneath a rock. They're like, no, I can't talk to a human being. So, but I was like, no, we immediately, we immediately connected. Within 40 minutes of, of just talking to Forbes and understanding who she was and just getting her, she said to me, what's the fastest you ever did a book? I was, I'm like, probably three months, four months at the most. At the, at the fastest, she says, I'll tell you what, I love what you're doing. I love your process. I love the idea of One Habit. Uh, do you have a book called One Habit for Entrepreneurial Success? I said, I don't. She said, tell you what, let's do one together. I will get you the first 50 authors in 24 hours. Now, let me tell you what that means. That doesn't mean 50 people saying, okay, I'll do it. That means 50 people paying the entrance fee, 50 people submitting their chapter, submitting their, their picture, submitting their, their quote, and completely getting everything in. And believe it or not, within 24 hours, Forbes Riley brought in 50 highly motivated people that submitted their entire chapters. That's amazing. And, 
Yeah. And so here's what happened from there. So I'm like, boy, this woman's amazing. And, and also, I love people that just sync with you. You know, mm-hmm. you have a conversation, the conversation works, right? And she's one of those people. And because she's, she's highly motivated, highly positive. And by the way, there's no BS in her. This is a person that you can, that, that there is, she has no excuses. Right. And, and, and like, try to give, try to say, oh, I couldn't do this because of that. Excuses don't work with this person. That's what I love about Forbes. Because she realizes that, that they are hurting you. Excuses and those crutches that we use just end up hurting you, right? So at any rate, um, as the book is getting, you know, it starts to grow. Within 24 hours, we got about 70 people, 48 hours, we got about 70 people. And I said, you know what? I'm looking through Amazon, I'm looking for every, everywhere I can find. And the biggest book that is strongly geared towards entrepreneurship is a book by Tim Ferriss called uh, Tools of Titans. It's it was 720 pages. Yes. And I go, uh, that's, as far as I can tell, that's the biggest book in entrepreneurship ever written. And we kept digging in and it was. And I said, you know what? I want to beat him because he's kind of a, I really like Tim Ferriss' stuff, but I want to beat him. You know, you, 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 you don't want to beat people you don't care about. You want to beat your heroes. You want to be better than them, you know, if you could. That if you conquer a hero, then you're, then you're, you won. And so she said, well, we got to do. I said, we need 150 contributors and we have to be 820 pages. 820 pages is the most pages that Amazon will print. That's the biggest. And, and this, we are exactly 820 pages in this book. And by the way, the book's a monster. Yes, so is. we did it. We went after it and, we, and we, we surpassed him. And as we were surpassing him, it's kind of like watching a race. I was watching how many pages we're at. We're now at 716 pages. Oh, we caught up with them. We're 720. Now we're 725. 25 is good, but that's not a big win. So we just kept rolling and we, and we got to 820 pages. And, and that was absolutely amazing. Now, I want to say something else too. That's a, 820 pages is war and peace. That's a big book. But this pay, this book, just like Tim Ferriss' Tools of Titans, you don't read it cover to cover. Right. You serendipity and, and just happen chance and, and, and luck and all those other things come into play to let the habit find you. Because there's, there's 300 habits in there, 150 habits you should apply and 150 habits you should get rid of, bad habits to get rid of. And, and those are the easy ones. Those are the ones that are easy. So, you take the book and you flip through it and you land on a habit. And if it's something that resonates with you, you make that habit part of who you are. You instill that habit, make that habit something now you do every day, just mm-hmm. one habit. And by the way, one habit can change your life. It can change your life forever. And then once you have that, you flip through it again and you land on another habit. You go to another one and you make, if, if that's something you you think will change you, so my, I say to everybody, I say one habit will change your life. But if you, if you take five of these habits and instill them in you, you might just change the world. Because once again, the highest achievers, like we call them happy achievers, actually, these high achievers, people that achieve highly on all planes of existence, people that are, are high achievers in their business, but in their family and their God and their, and their community and across all the planes, right? These, these people that are these happy achievers, that are doing things to change the world, to shake the trees, to make the world a better place, have amazing habits. They're all motivated, but motivation wears off. But those habits they have are the things that when they're down in the mud and it's raining on them and they're gritty and they're, and they're just covered in dirt, that helps them pull that right leg up and move forward than the left leg and they move that leg forward. And habits are the things that guide these people down their path to success. And here's what's beautiful about it. It works for everybody. If you take you know, uh, habits, they work for everybody. I, I would say that the distinction is motivation is what Zig Ziglar says is 
something you need like a shower. You need it often so that you can stay motivated and that, yes. uh, and that habits are more of your programming, your, your code. And so, exactly. yeah, so it stays with you because it's part of your hard drive. I love that quote by Zig, by the way. Yeah, it's a great one. <laughs> There's two quotes I love. I love that one. And uh, another one, which I'll paraphrase, which basically is if you help enough people get what they want, you'll get everything you could ever want. Yeah, that's six. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Those are two things that are, that I find I kind of use, I kind of, <clears throat> I kind of use those as I move through life. Yeah. I remember Greg using that a lot at, at uh, Secret Knock and actually a lot of the speakers did. So a lot of, a lot of big fans of, uh, of Zig and also, um, and also Napoleon Hill, of course. You know what? Um, <laughs> first time I met, I met Zig. Um, I ended up, I ended up uh, starting a company with his nephew, John Ziegler called um, Ziegler Productions where we produced the audio programs, the secrets of staying motivated and the secrets of closing the sale. Hmm. And there was a giant, you know, Zig used to do these giant events and one was in Orlando and there must've been 10,000 people there. Yeah. The stadium events. Yeah. With it Peter was, Lowe, the Peter Lowe ones. He wasn't with Peter. He was with um, Brian Tracy was there. Okay. At this particular one. Um, there was a memory guy there. I can't remember his name, um, but that was after, a good one. That was a good one. Yeah. Memory and so, yeah. So after, um, <laughs> yeah, not remembering the memory guy, Ron Isn't White. Great? Or, There's a memory guy um, that I can't Jim remember his Quick. name. <laughs> yeah. Ron White, Jim Quick, um, uh, Pharaoh. Those yeah, are the three main ones. So, um, there was a, um, there's, there's a restaurant called Friendly's at the time yeah. on International Drive in Orlando. And it was John Ziegler, Zig Ziegler, and the memory guy, which I can't remember. And we all sat together, had, had like a late lunch after the whole thing was over with. And I'm just sitting with Zig Ziglar, you know, and I've read everything he's ever written. I, I've, I've listened to everything from the 78 records to the cassettes. And it was, um, it was everything you, you, you would think it would be. People are, are, are tell you that be, don't, you don't want to meet your heroes because they'll disappoint you. Yep. Well, there was none of that in Zig. He was, he felt he was everything that you heard and, and he just, he exuded it. And, and he had that golden honey voice that just, it just, just came out and it was, it was, it was musical. And I don't remember everything that, that we talked about at the meeting, but I just do remember being in such awe and the fact that he respected me because I was doing his audio cassettes for him. We were working together. That was amazing. It had to be like a dream, like you're pinching well, yourself. Incredible, just absolutely incredible. You know, Zig is one of those people that you never get tired of hearing. The same. In fact, you want to hear the same thing over and over again because his story is about the redhead and everything. I mean, you'd be disappointed if he left that <laughs> It's stuff. so funny you say that because I was exactly going to say to you. I, you know, I was just sitting here just waiting for her to tell me about the redhead. That was his wife <laughs> and people that don't know. Um, he, was, he was the original. I mean, there's a chance that somebody before him came before him, but – but if you really read his story, his story is just amazing. He came out of nowhere. Um, uh, the woman that started um, uh, the makeup company, Mary Kay Cosmetics, um, when he had the idea oh, for ironic his first that you book. say that as I'm sitting in my mom's Mary Kay boutique today as my backup location. I was Everything wondering what was going on behind Mary you. That's, <laughs> that's so cool. That's really cool. Yes, so, it is. Everything Z here is. <laughs> Zig's first book, which um, he wanted to write and publish because she said to him, you have a, you have a knack. I, she, he did one event for her. Mm -hmm. And she said, listen, I want you to, to talk at all my events. And then he said, I got this book in my head. And, she, and she, he goes, but I can't get anybody to publish it. No one cares. And she goes, I'll, I'll, 
let's do it. I'll buy your first 5,000 books. And that's how I get started with Mary Kay Cosmetics. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, his, he seemed so original to me. And once again, I, I'm sure there was somebody before him, but it, for, he was just, his stories were so original. Well, you, know, you certainly can't Google his stuff and find anyone but his name. I mean, he, he that, those were his stories. Those are his deals. I mean, selling the pots and, and yes. all, just <laughs> cleaning turnips at like four in the five in the morning with ice cold uh, water in his hands, cleaning turnips that they were going to eat and stuff like that. Just yes. uh, uh, amazing stories. And, and, and by the way, <laughs> like I said, that, you know, I, I think that you had asked me if this was like a path that I was going to knew I was going to find my way on. And I really didn't, but but I just, I think it was always in the back of my head. Yeah, you somehow know? you got on that journey and it couldn't, it drew you to it. It was a magnet. Yeah, yeah. So you, you, uh, you play in stocks. When did you start working with stocks? Uh, 1985. So I was 25, 25 years old. Um, actually, you know, it just seemed like my path has always, has always been thrown in front of me. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, it just... I just got an opportunity to become a stockbroker at a very, very small firm in, uh, in Orlando, Florida. And the thing was, is I, I hadn't went to college, but I knew stocks. I knew how to invest because you, you can learn things without going to college, believe it or not. And, um, and so I, uh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> so I, uh, I was, I, I did really well at this firm for a year and I wanted to go to like Merrill Lynch or Dean Witter or Payne Weber, but these guys wouldn't hire me because I didn't have a college degree. Well, after making a certain amount of money my first year, that's all I cared about was my commissions I made. And so suddenly I got offers from everybody. And I took an offer from Dean Witter and, uh, and that, was, uh, that was what kind of propelled my life. They, they sent me to New York to send me through training. I, I worked in the World Trade Center for a month uh, during, during a September, believe it or not. And uh, during the, the US Open and what happened eventually, I wasn't there for that. It was way before that. But I had our graduation dinners was at Windows to the World. I got pictures of me up there when I had a weird mustache and a lot of hair at the time because I was like 26 at the time. <laughs> had hair back then. Um, yeah, so that, that's where my, my career all started from that, from being a stockbroker back in 85. Well, can I, uh, I'm going to ask you a couple of stock questions real quick. Not, this is definitely yeah. not the premise of the show, but yeah. um, were, you, were you insightful enough to know to buy Apple and Tesla and, and Amazon? I, I, not, well, I just sold Amazon. And the reason I sold Amazon was, um, and then I'll go to Apple as well. Okay. So I just sold Amazon recently and I could be completely wrong about this. And this is not a stock advice thing and we're not giving stock advice. Nope. Here. I know. And, and don't listen to what I'm saying, but the reason I sold it is because on Amazon prime day on the 13th and the 14th recently, there was a bunch of garbage on there. I felt like I was at a swap meet. Hmm. Uh, I remember last year during Amazon prime day, there's all this really cool stuff at great deals, but this had like really this is my opinion only. Right. There was some not so cool stuff at 5% off. I know. And, I, and I'm going like, there's no way Apple's or Amazon's doing well this year. Uh, now, I could be totally wrong, but because of that, I sold. So, so the point is, is that I, buy, I would buy stocks that I really felt offered something that I felt of value. So I started buying Apple stock back in, Jesus, uh, around 85. Mm -hmm. At the same time, some, somewhere around there, I can't remember the date. And we had a pension account, Dean Whitter. I bought it in my pension account because you can put your money wherever you want it. And you, I put it in stock and held that forever. So I, I've always loved Apple. I, I just loved, you know what's funny too? I got to tell you, this is really interesting. Steve Jobs used to be one of my heroes, used to be. And that's where I came up with this idea of happy achiever. 
because I realized that Steve Jobs was somebody on one plane of existence, he was a high achiever with his business. But it seemed to me, and I didn't know the guy and I didn't know his family, I didn't know anything about it, but it seemed to me based on the evidence that he wasn't a happy person. He didn't right. have a great family life with his kids, with his wife. He, there was no community thing. There was either, there, there was no, there was all those other planes of existence that we, that we exist on, that we, that we experience on a daily basis. He just kind of killed all those and just thought about his business only, right? And a friend of mine, Mike Tinkle, we started, I was talking to Mike about this. He goes, well, I, I go, I want to have people in my books that are great at business, but have a great family life. And with their God and with their community and with the world and all those other planes of existence that we exist on, I want them to be highly achieving in all those. He goes, those are not ha- high achievers, Steve. Those are happy achievers. Those are, and they're happy because of the well-roundedness of their life. And I go, you're right. That's where we came up with the idea of the words of happy achiever. Well, we're going to be going to break right now, Steve, and we're going to come back to the happy achiever conversation. This is Ken Rashawn on Voice America, and you are on the influencer channel of Amplified. We'll be back in a couple seconds. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at UmbrellaSyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. And you're listening to Amplified with Ken Rashawn, your host. I'm Andrea Adams-Miller, Executive Director, Producer of the show. And we have Stephen Sambliss with us today. We also want to thank our sponsors. We're going to thank www.MyMakeupLady.com, my mom, the Mary Kay Lady, today, uh, the Umbrella Syndicate, Keep Smiling, the Keep Smiling Movement, the Red Carpet Connection, Perfect Publishing, Opus.Finance, that's O-P-E-S dot Finance, Globalization, Processing for the World, Exploring Expression, and Secret Knock. And uh, Ken, how would you like to start the next segment with Stephen? Actually, I'll tell you what, there is one more sponsor. My son will give me a big uh, punch in the ribs oh, if I don't do this. Oh, we definitely need this. Yeah, we have, we have the Boy Scouts of America selling popcorn, Stephen. He is getting his one habit down of selling popcorn to every author that was ever in the habit book. I'm just kidding. I love that. I love that. I will put the link under my name here in just a second or put it under Ken's, one or the other. So hold on. And, and, uh, and then we want to put a link for the book too because people can buy the book now, right? We yeah, onehabit.com. And you can go there and you can you click on the book and you can choose to buy it from the site, an ebook version, or click on the other button and go to Amazon and buy it there. Cool. 
So we'll try and get some amplifiers over there uh, to get some books. And I can't wait to read the book and see all the other authors. Cause the one thing we don't know is all the other authors that are in there. So why don't we talk? You want to, I know this shout out would I be I want to double long. check something really quick, Ken. Is yeah. it the number one habit or the number one written out or do you have both? Steven? Steve? Say that again. Say that again. Sorry. Do you have one habit, the number one, or is it one yeah. habit, O-N-E yes. or both? No, number one habit.com. I should, right. I should get the URL. Okay. Yeah. The number one habit.com. Yes. Cool. Okay, Steve. So um, I, I guess this is the time where we just want to let people know they got a shout out on Voice America. So uh, without including all 150, include as many as you can in a minute or two. Wow. There's so many. Absolutely. Forbes Riley, my co-host, uh, our co-host, co-author on the book. Uh, Les Brown did the uh, forward on the book. There's so many. There's uh, actor Paul Logan. There's Joe Theismann, Super Bowl champion. Ken Sorbo, who played Hercules on television. Uh, Don the Dragon Wilson. Uh, there's Dan Nitro, who was Nitro, one of the American Gladiators. Um, God, there's, there's just there's so many in here. Well, while you, you can, and you can, you can interject some more later. So what I want to yeah. ask, based on those people or anybody that you didn't mention, you read the chapters. When there's Every one of them. Yes. Yeah, I, I could tell because you wrote back and you said, listen, Ken, we can take this up another notch. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want you to be great and I'm, I'm going to help you to be great. That was a, that was the goal. Yeah. Well, you did. And that was a great uh, that was a great opportunity to really go into some content I hadn't done before. So that was awesome. Uh, so uh, of your readings, you want to share a couple of things that uh, you can either give a credit to the person or just say some of the things you learned already from the book? Yeah, um, they're kind of a blur because there's so many of them. Uh, but there, there was a couple of them that were really okay. There, there was one person that I can't remember who it was, unfortunately. But she it was said, the "Memory guy." Yeah, <laughs> the see, <laughs> I think I read his book next, right? Um, but the, the one I really thought was amazing was to do it with fear to to um, to do things where you're you're pushing yourself to the point of fear. You know, if, if we all operate continually in our comfort zone, we just stay in the same place forever. To get out of your comfort zone, you have to gain traction. And traction requires uh, momentum and spinning and pushing forward and, and, and pushing from a place of comfort where you are and out of that. And her, her, her habit was basically to push yourself to the point that the things you're doing that, that you're a little afraid of. You're a little afraid of where you're going with this. It's, you know, it takes you out of your comfort zone and propels you forward. And then, see, here's the thing. Some of these habits are so, um, they're so simplistic. And so people don't give them the power that they deserve. I'll give you an example. Now, this was an interesting one. This is a very utilitarian one. Um, one of the habits uh, was to uh, buy a second monitor for your computer and be in the habit of using two monitors rather than one. I thought that's kind of a silly, easy thing. So I bought a 27 inch monitor and I turned it so it's portrait rather than landscape. It's on the right over here. And so there's my emails on there and all the stuff that I was having to open windows to go back and forth when I was publishing the book, I was able to put there and I could drag from one side to the other and it cut my editing time literally in half. So that was a, that was a game changer, just getting a second monitor. Mm -hmm. But there's, there's other things. Um, Frank Schenkowitz, who started the Make-A-Wish Foundation, I love his habits. Very simply, very simply, be respectful to everyone you know, everyone you meet, not everyone you know, everyone you meet. No matter where they are, who they are, just be respectful. 
That's so easy to do to be in the habit of being respectful. And it puts you in a position of positivity, first of all, right? And you see, when you're respectful to everyone, some people appreciate it more than others. Some people expect it. Oh, you're respectful, I expect that. And those are the people that, that's not as exciting, but the people that don't expect it. I think that, I heard on TV the other day, and it was on a news show, and I don't remember where, where it was, the habit thing, right? I gotta, I gotta read the, the memory book. But the guy said basically, the true, the true test of character is when you have great power and you don't treat people as if you have power, that you're still respectful and one-on-one with them. And you see that in Senate hearings and stuff like that where they have all this power and so they just attack because they can. Mm-hmm. Well, the people that have all that power don't do that. Those are the ones that really inspire me. And those, that's the kind of person I hope that, that I am and I will always be. And uh, how about page 152? That was uh, a... <laughs> well, let's go. Yeah, let's, let's, go. Go. <laughs> let's do some synchronicity here. Synchronicity. Let's see, I got to find this page. Uh, oh, that's 385. Hold on. It's going to take me about an hour to get 152 <laughs> if I'm flipping through the pages. I should have Hold given on. you a book with all the bookmarks on every page so you could just look at a bookmark and then... Oh, I just pulled it. Just passed I would be happy. So while he's looking that up, uh, to support K3, Ken's son, Kenny, uh, you and can Boy go Scouts. to the Bitly link. It's bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash the letter K3, because he's Kenny the third, popcorn, K3 popcorns, so that you can support him. And orders over $30 have free shipping. <laughs> and actually, Steve, I want to tell you something that's kind of interesting that is something you may not know, because I just right. learned this yesterday. And then we're going to go right to page 152. Did you know that the Girl Scouts of America selling boxes of cookies, they sell them for roughly $20. Did you know only 20% of that, maybe 25% goes to the Girl Scouts? That's, you know, I, I'm not surprised about that. I'm not surprised about I, that at all. Yeah, but they, not, the Boy stupid. Scouts have flipped that. Oh, you down. know what? You're not in my copy. This is, uh, look, look at this is the author's copy. Yeah. And I got that before you got in. So you're not going to be in my book here. Well, I'm in it, but I wasn't page 152 anyway. Oh, okay. Who's 152? I don't know. I was, I was saying just pick. Oh, okay. oh pick. Well, then we can just go to 152 in general. Yeah, we can do that. Exactly. Okay. Of course. I, I already <laughs> well, knew that was impossible. That you were looking at 152, wondering why Ken wasn't there. If he was, he'd have to be probably, are they alphabetical? I don't know how they're put in Absolutely there. Absolutely not. And there's a reason okay. for that. I purposely didn't make them alphabetical because that, I wanted, I, I didn't want all the A's in front of it. I wanted them to be all over the place. So when you serendipitously just flip through the book and you land on a habit, it's not based on, there's not, an, there's not a very specific reason they're in an order. Perfect. Well, that's an interesting one. Okay, we'll get to that one. Okay. Okay, so the, so Girl Scouts, uh, $5 of the box goes to Girl Scouts and they sell them for 20 The difference is Boy Scouts are doing popcorn. 73% goes to the Boy Scouts. You know what? I think that's amazing. Um, when I, I think people get in charities for the wrong business. No, no, no offense, Girl Scouts, but um, it it should be something like that. If you're going to do something to raise money for for a charity, it should go to the charity, shouldn't it? And they do it kind of the way you would do it with one habit. They actually put the price, and at the top, it says exactly how much is going to the Boy Scouts. So yep. it's it, it's not just a seventy three percent. They say this is fifteen dollars, ten dollars and sixty two cents is going to the Boy Scouts. Yep. There you go. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> okay. Well, so that's, something, that's something to brag about. I love that. So uh, what we'll do is just, uh, since this is serendipitous and we don't know who we're going to read, go ahead and give the author and, uh, and, and, and go ahead and say what the habit is. And maybe we'll do one, one or two more. Okay. So uh, 152 is Michelle Mello. It's okay. 
calendar your priorities. And she says, um, and so the way it works is there's, there's a habit, there's a reason why, and then there's an unhabit and a reason why to get rid of that in their bio. She said, I generally believe that what you prioritize, that word, gets done. <laughs> the best way to ensure success is to actively control your calendar with activities that will bring you closer to health, love, business, and goals. So in other words, and then she goes deeper into that, but basically take your priorities and put them on your calendar. And using a calendar is something that everyone should be doing. But you know what? I'll tell you what people do. And I I see this in the book too. People just kind of put in their head, okay, I got to remember to do that. And they leave it in their head and it becomes baggage. Mm -hmm. And, And sometimes it doesn't get done that day. And what, so what happens is the baggage becomes, for whatever reason, heavier. And so by putting stuff in your calendar, everything, I'm talking about every meeting, uh, if you have to go to the grocery store, put in your calendar, all that kind of stuff, it removes it off of your back. It takes it off of that. You're not carrying it around with you. And it gives you something to chop away at. And I think that's something that's super, super important. If you sit there and just uh, have in your head, I got to go grocery shopping. I got to call Bob Smith. I got to do this, this, and this, and just hope it floats around and comes to to the front when it's time. You're never going to get things accomplished. Awesome. Now I'm going to let Andrea pick a a page and we'll see what's there. All right. So while you're looking for page um, 677, while you're looking, because I was a lifelong Girl Scout and that's how I became an international speaker at the age of 16, 50% of the cookies goes to council sponsored programs, events, properties, and training. 24% goes to the uh, troop proceeds, girl recognitions and service units, 3% to the cost of the cookie program, and the 24% goes to the cost of the cookies, and they are $5 a box. Okay. (laughs) Well, the reason I said that is because that is actually what the Boy Scouts are teaching our boys to sell the, the popcorn is the difference in the profits. That's pretty I love it. I think it's <laughs> I think it's smart though for them to, to share that. And uh, they are really doing a lot, um, especially this year for the military, which is really, really great. <clears throat> All right, you ready, Steve? I, I am. This is cool. And this one comes from Chuck the Iceman Liddell. Oh, I know him. Who was a um, he was a Chuck Burst on the scene at MMA scene in nineteen ninety eight during his UFC debut fight against Noah Hernandez. Uh, he has won like a zillion fights. So his is keep the mindset, the harder you work, the better you get. Just keep that in your head. And that's, that's a, so every day when you wake up and as you're doing stuff and you're in the middle of a project, just keep in your mind, the harder you work, the better you're going to get. Because that's what life's about. And by the way, as you work harder, part of working harder is finding ways of working smarter. That's part of working harder. You're, you're researching, you're doing your thing. And you become better and better and better. Chuck Liddell. I forgot about him. He's in there too. All right. My son's birthday is uh, on Flag Day, June 14th. So let's do 614. 614. Okay. Let's go to 614. And this will be the last one. Then we're going to go to rapid fire and ask a bunch of questions to you, Steve. Okay. This is a good one. This is a very interesting one. This is Rob Angel who created Pictionary. And uh, his habit is, is so simplistic, but, but if you, re- you read the whole thing, it's quite in- in- interesting. His habit is to constantly be open. Now, there are so many people out there, think about this, that are just closed to ideas, closed to adventure, closed to the anything in front of them. No, I'm not going to do that. That change. Change is bad. And Rob talks about, um, about how being open has changed his life, how in the middle of 
uh, vacation in the Himalayas or wherever he might be, just to be open to go just decide right or left down a path and just be mm. willing to do that. I mean, he takes it to that extreme. He's quite an interesting guy. Well, the and habit, habit he dropped. Is, the habit yeah, he dropped because I read his I read his chapter before it went in. He shared it with me, and the habit he dropped uh, to drop. He said, "Stop drawing." So that was uh, pretty crazy. That uh, the guy from Pictionary said, "Stop drawing." <laughs> Isn't that amazing? <laughs> that, uh, we play no, actually, Pictionary all the time. I'm, I'm trying to be funny, but it, really, his habit he dropped is he said, "Stop being closed-minded." So yeah, yeah, and and, and by the <laughs> way, once again, just just this be open thing is is a very simplistic idea. But if you take it seriously, it will allow you to be open to many great experiences. If, if the doors are open, things will come to you. If the doors are closed, you're going to miss out. That's it. Well, Steve, a, a couple things real quick. Uh, well, go ahead, Andre. Well, I would like you to share with everyone what you wrote as your habit and unhabit. Oh, no. They have to read that, baby. Steve, At we are going give them to. them a teaser. I'll give you mine. I'll okay, you go mine. ahead. Okay, so mine is to prepare for tomorrow's success today. So every night before I go to sleep, if I ever, you know, whatever time that is or whenever I'm done working for the day, I'll write down what's important in my calendar that I have to achieve tomorrow or I still have my list today that I'll move over tomorrow. And I do that every day. And so that keeps me organized on, on topic. It, uh, I'm, still, I'm still creative and I'm still can be spontaneous, but... Um, I will be, I will know what has to be ready for me tomorrow. As an example, when I was a stockbroker, I was doing 700 cold calls a day because I was brand new, had no clients. I would the night before organize 700 phone numbers. Uh, I would have my, I would have it on my desk. I would have the cards of people I was, I would, the, the script I was going to call right next to it and have my phone in the right position before I went to uh, leave the office. And so you just prepare for tomorrow's success today. I guess I'll just give a little hint of mine. Mine is uh, the KSM. Uh, actually, it's the smiles per hour, SPH. So how many smiles are you creating per hour and get in the habit of actually being intentional about creating a smile for yourself so you can give it to the others. So that was part of the habit I shared. Um, I, wanted to, I wanted to ask you something, Steve. And Andrea, I guess I lost that one. I like your background, Andrea. It is a nice background. <laughs> Oh, yes, I do remember now. So I want to invite you because you were so gracious to invite us into this project. We'd like to invite you into our Keep Smiling Movement project. We have 130 books. Um, and the biggest book, not that it's ever going to be printed as an ebook, is 2,000 pages long, is missing your photo. So we want to get your photo in the Keep Smiling Humanity Happens. And uh, mm -hmm. I, the new link is going to you probably tomorrow. We'll have the completed ready to send out to the world tomorrow. Wow. And I'll send that to you, but we want to include your photo this week. So we can, we, the good thing about an ebook, as you know, is we can add the photo later. Sure. And, just, so, and then the second thing is I am envisioning keep smiling habits happen. Oh yeah. I, I love that. That's a great idea. It's a great and idea. We, and, Andrea, and, you're muted. And so keep smiling habits happen, happen would be your choice of, uh, we could make two uh, two additions. We could make one of the hundred people that have actually involved themselves from a print standpoint, and mm -hmm. then we can go beyond the hundred and make it an ebook. So, or we can just make a volume two. But I, I love the people you've attracted. They are very symbolic of, and also parallel to what we consider leaders that are causing community, leading with their heart, and causing and just smiling as they go. So, and when we know, I would say seven eighths of them. <laughs> 
<laughs> Wait, I, I met Forbes back in 2007, 2008, and uh, we've been on multiple uh, trips with her and uh, cruises with her. We've been all, away, all around the world with her. So, yeah, yeah. So, and I, I think your book actually with a, a look at the 2000, you'd find, you know, probably almost all 100 of the people you'd want, but I would want to push it out more and include people we don't have in our book because you, you have amazing relationships. And I want to acknowledge you for that because when, when, a, when a publisher is asking people to be involved in their vision, there is a buy-in and it's not the cost, it's the reputation. The reputation oh, yeah. of aligning their name with a habit is, is, very smart of them because you picked the right thing. I mean, we, we, when Barry Shore handed me the card key smile, I said, who doesn't like smiling and what a mission to honor people that cause smiles in the world. So Steve, it's, it's such a cool thing that secret knock put us together, but it's an even more important thing that we through Facebook got connected and all these people that we really all respect and honor. We are connected as a result of that. It's it's actually a little backwards. <laughs> it's it worked. amazing, isn't it? Yes, Secret Knock was was an amazing event that did a lot for a lot of people. Well, they and have it, something going on October twenty first, and I, I'm a little confused. I just got an email about it the other day, and it looks like it's in Vegas, but I didn't know about it ahead of time. So, well, we'll see about that. So we'll Let's go ahead and get a rapid fire because we only have uh, probably about four minutes here. So, yeah. you know, yeah. quick questions, quick answers, Steve. So, no elaboration. Okay. Just I didn't bring prepare it. for this either. So, I'm just going to come right on top of my head. Okay, good. Um, so, a book that changed your life? Uh, Think and Grow Rich. Andrea? A song that gets you really jazzed up? Uh, Only the Young by Journey from the Vision Quest soundtrack. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay. Um, a, a go-to movie you have to see over and over again? Uh, Carpetbaggers uh, with George Prepard. And uh, it's, a, it's a cautionary tale, but I find it inspiring. Andrea? If you had a superhero power, what would it be? I would have to fly. Uh, a habit you hope to, ins- uh, to integrate into your life? Um, boy, that, that, that's a hard one because uh, there's, there's a million of them here. You know what? <laughs> I, think that I, I, I think that I do all these things that are in here. Um, ask without, uh, to ask without fear. Of the thousands of people that you interviewed for your television program days, who was the person that made you most nervous or excited about meeting? I'm never nervous when I interview these people, first of all. But uh, one of the people that I enjoyed interviewing the most was uh, The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He, I really enjoyed my conversation with him. It was about G.I. Joe. And it was, we actually talked about motivation and, and being inspired more than we talked about the movie. Um. A person that you have yet to have in your habit series, and it would be the ultimate gift. Well, c- kind of get him, and I kind of didn't get him because he's doing uh, he's doing a testimonial on one of my books. I'm doing with Dave Sanderson, but Tony Robbins. Okay, I've heard of him. By yeah. the way, in case okay. you're wondering, <laughs> <laughs> Andre. Yeah, uh, the favorite game you used to play, or thing you used to play, pretend when you were a kid. Um. Oh, I I, I thought it was Batman. I had a cape and a, and a plastic cowl that was just death. And it, it just, it was, it was guaranteed to kill you. You can't see out of it. And if you fall on it, you're going to break your neck. But uh, that was something I did as a kid. <laughs> as a kid, by the way, everything was, was invented that we had as toys that would kill you. Right. Those kind of things. <laughs> um, someone that you wish you could, this, your hero that you wish you could have met, but were not able to because they're no longer with us, that could be part of the habit series. Uh, Churchill. Winston Churchill. 
Cool. Andrea? Uh, what influenced you um, as a kid most, like a television show or a person? Oh, boy. Um, Bruce Lee. Started watching when he was when he was Kato, and then I started studying Wing Chun eventually because of him. And what's a quote you live by? Um, no matter where you go, there you are. That is a great one. Do you know who yeah. said that? Yeah, it was from um, Peter Weller. I know Peter. Uh, he's a member of my club in Beverly Hills uh, from uh, Buckaroo Banzai. And it's real. It's, it's no matter where you go, it's, you're, it's you. So you can't run away from things. It's no matter where you go, I, there you are. Well, my dad loves saying that particular quote, and I was wondering where it came from. It came so. from Buckaroo Banzai. Yeah, Peter Weller's character, who was Buckaroo Banzai, said it. And it's such a silly quote, but so real. Uh, you know, there's a guy, Mitch Hedberg, who said, um, I walk because otherwise I just in one place. I love it. It's a <laughs> great one. Mitch is great. <laughs> Andrea, last question. Um, well, we need to go to uh, the end. Uh, okay. So uh, let me go ahead and say something to the sponsors and let you have a second, a moment to uh, say something more with Stephen as the last. Um, so thank you to Perfect Publishing, The Umbrella Syndicate, Exploring Expression, MyMakeupLady.com, Opus, O-P-E-S, dot finance, globalization, processing, and Voice America Influencers Channel, and uh, to um, Voice America Influencers Channel for having so many years of us being here. And if I didn't mention it already, uh, our charity of choice, the KeepSmilingMovement.com. Well, uh, Steve, I can tell you that both of us are extremely excited about this book. You have changed our life in more ways than we even know. Uh, because first of all, to be able to be part of the project and the program, but also to be affiliated and connected to people that you're attracting, really amazing. We thank you for that. And my hope in allowing you the same offer of doing a Keep Smiling book is that we can connect you to more people that will do great things for your project and your and your habits. I would love to work with you guys on this. And, and, and by the way, um, you are an important part of what, why this is successful, the two of you. And, and that's what's beautiful about these books we're doing is because each person has come on board and, and, and become part of these books and, and made them what they are. Uh, this, is, this is the ultimate collaborative process. And what's beautiful about it is the people like you, and we're doing this, they're doing this show together. You, you were nice enough to bring me on. Well, we do it with the other people in the book, and we're all connecting together. So mm -hmm. it isn't like this book is just a thing that sits on its, on its own. I'm seeing people that are contributors or, that are starting One Habit groups in different cities of One Habit contributors and supporting each other in, in these cities. And it's an amazing thing. And so not only for the contributors, but for the people that are, that are just reading it and being, you know, making it part of their life. If you go to OneHabit.com, number OneHabit.com, get the book. And by the way, and, and I'm not embarrassed to say, get the book. It'll change your life. It's something I did that I think if you don't have it, you're making a mistake. I was actually going to say, how much is the book, Steve? Uh, $39.95 for the uh, hard copy. And I think it's $24.95 for the ebook. Yeah. So I, I want to make a mention that this is the type of book you could have made $99, $199, and people would still get the money's worth many times over. Yeah. Because um, when you do integrate one habit and you embrace it and you do it for 45 days, watch your income jump. Watch it jump like really high, possibly double. <laughs> these aren't these are not uh, impossible things I to have happen. The ROI, the ROI on this is just going to be extraordinary for anybody that has it that gets it. 
Well, thank you. And uh, it was a pleasure having you. And you certainly are someone that's amplifying goodness in the world. And we hope we've amplified you and put a smile on your face. Thank you very much, Steve. Thank you for having me. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashan again next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go get your message heard.